Welcome to the Conversations with Christine podcast, where we discuss all things content marketing to help you get results from your content marketing efforts. Here's your host, Christine. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Christine. Today, I have with me Nate Turner, and he's a co-founder and CEO of 10Speed. 10Speed is a content optimization agency that helps SaaS companies create, capture, and convert demand by getting the most out of every piece of content. Nate, it's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for coming here to, to have a conversation with me about content maintenance. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks, Christine. I'm excited to be here and look forward to chat about this topic today. All right. Thanks, Nate. So we're going to go through some questions. And my first question is, what is content maintenance? How would you define it? Yeah, I think there's probably a couple layers to it, really. I think at the mm-hmm. um, at the high end, high, high level, really, there's uh, taking care of all of the content you have. If you take maintenance, I think maybe conjures up one idea, but uh, if you think about just maintaining everything you have, um, mm-hmm. so as you think about a company, it just gets more and more content, especially you get across multiple types and formats and everything. Um, it just requires some some care and attention and, and really be able to, like I said, maintain that. So that's uh, the performance side of it. That's the technical side of it. That's the relevance to your audience and your product. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a couple different uh, different pieces to it. And would that maintenance approach evolve over time? Because as companies better understand their customers and their market segments, would how they maintain the content change, basically? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think first of all, the the more the more you have, and the more that you uh, are creating new on a regular basis, which mm-hmm. I think is a normal progression for companies. Um, the the more frequently you're going to have to look at that. You know, if you have twenty pieces of content total, you know, for a small mm-hmm. company, you don't need to look that often because it's not not, not going to be changing or, or anything that much. But uh, right. obviously, as the numbers get bigger, uh, I think the, the cadence of it becomes important. And mm-hmm. I also think that, yeah, it, you know, I've seen and worked with a number of companies that at times, you know, reach a point where they just completely sunset a podcast or a video series or, uh, you know, they maybe had a second blog that was more focused on a certain audience or things like that, that mm-hmm. um, just naturally kind of move away from it because not every company is going to keep doing everything all the time and just compounding, like you'll sort of uh, pick and choose over time or, or stop things. So yeah, there's a lot of things yeah over time that, that really do affect that. Yeah, definitely. And what should a company include in a content maintenance plan? So if they're going to be maintaining their content, how do they plan out how to do it? Yeah, I think there's, um, so if you assume that there's a few folks already, you know, not like a, a one person marketing team or mm-hmm. anything like that, but at least, you know, a bit larger, a little bit further along, um, I think there's naturally going to be certain roles that are a bit more focused on the performance side. Um, and, you know, probably looking at that quite often to really see um, what content isn't performing, but should be, what content um was performing and isn't anymore, you know, all mm-hmm. those sort of variations there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's also, I think some of the like uh, product marketing and um, positioning type of stuff that is going to be looked at you know, potentially from different folks or the same. Um, and so I think the plan is a bit collaborative in nature. Mm-hmm. 
And some of it, I think, will happen organically, but to really kind of document that is just to, you know, I think have everyone understand who's doing who's doing what right now and mm-hmm. um, on what cadence and how often are we reviewing the relevance of it or um, any of that stuff. And so I think there, I think that's a big thing is collaborating, understanding who's owning what mm-hmm. and um, building a clear schedule and cadence for that. Uh, and then I think you also have to have some level or like system for prioritization, I think would be the next thing. So, um, you know, finding um, a small insignificant, like, some people may consider any typo uh, significant, but uh, perhaps you find an insignificant typo somewhere that's, you know, on a lower traffic post or something right. um, that may not warrant, you know, stopping a very important project for someone to fix or, or whatever um, mm-hmm. if you didn't for some reason have the ability to just do that in a CMS. And so, um, you know, maybe not the best example, but in general, a prioritization to say, here's the things we found or that we want to update and we mm-hmm. need to know how do we prioritize those together to figure out what's most important for the company. Um, so I think prioritization is the second piece. Um, and then lastly, within the, the content maintenance, um, I think it's just that like higher level, um, whether it's once a year or every, twice a year or something like that, like uh, the ability to step back from the day-to-day operations of everything mm-hmm. you're doing and kind of uh, objectively and critically evaluate what you're doing to determine, you know, other things that we should keep doing um, or not just so that, because that may not be as much maintenance now, but it does, it does, um, contribute to future maintenance requirements. So I think that would be the third is just sort of some regular cadence of, of the right people getting together and saying, you know, we're, we've been doing these things, but we shouldn't just keep doing them because we're doing them. Are they still working? Are they the best use of our time? Um, and, and everything like that. So that would be the my last piece to that. Okay. And so to summarize what you were saying, so basically there are four steps to a content maintenance plan. You collaborate with the key stakeholders, you document everything, you prioritize what needs to be maintained, and then you evaluate to ensure that everything is on track. Right. Am I correct? Yeah. I I think that would, yeah, it's maybe still a bit high level, but it, I, I think it would be hard to get much more specific than that without getting into a lot of nuance. Mm. You know, from maintaining uh, podcasts versus maintaining blog posts or mm-hmm. home pages and feature pages, landing pages, you know, kind of all of that stuff. That, that's that's an interesting point because, as you mentioned, the, the maintenance of each type of content is going to be different. So the maintenance of a podcast yeah. is going to be different from the maintenance of a blog post. So how would you suggest someone determine the best approach for each content assets without going too much into the weeds of the, the high level details. Yeah, I think um, it probably ties a bit to what I was saying earlier on. Like there's um, there's performance mm-hmm. aspects to each and there are um, the sort of technical, like, is it right? Is it working well? You know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then the sort of like positioning and alignment with your company and product. So Obviously, certain things like a past podcast episodes, you have less control over what you can go back and change or yeah. refresh. Um, so there's mm-hmm. some limitation naturally with some of those. 
versus mm-hmm. something uh, in a blog post or a feature page or something. So um, mm-hmm. I would say that's the three variables there. And then it's really, you know, format by format, uh, sort of within the limitations of what you can or can't do, I think are the, the guiding factors there. Okay. And when you speak about performance, like what metrics are important to pay attention to when we speak about performance with content? Yeah. Well, I think, um, again, that's probably a bit like format specific and then also for your objectives and what, what you intended. So Mm -hmm. most are not going to evaluate a podcast episode versus how much revenue it generated. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not really the intention. Um, Mm -mm. so yeah, I think there's kind of understanding those, those factors when you're thinking about what the metrics should be. Um, but really I think there's, you know, metrics that help you build an audience. There's help Mm -hmm. metrics that help you, uh, um, or sorry, metrics help you measure building an audience, um, metrics around engagement with your Mm -hmm. content. Um, and then metrics for conversion, you know, like actual leads or opportunities, revenue thing, like things like that. Um, so I would say that kind of dependent on, um, which types of content and and the intention behind it, Mm -hmm. um, understanding the metrics within those to, to do that. So a few examples would just be, um, you know, audience building would obviously be social followers, newsletter subscribers, things like that, that, you know, are ultimately helping you have an audience that you can continue to to speak to and, and mm-hmm. educate and engagement would obviously be, um, you know, clicks from organic search and, mm-hmm. um, uh, commenting on social posts and understanding, like, are these the people I'm wanting to reach with my content that are actually commenting and I'm talking to the right people? Yeah. Right. Uh, and then conversion. I think everyone understands that that's, you know, free trial signups or demo requests or whatever the conversion is required goal. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like you want to add something else and I just cut you off. <laughs> no, I was just going to summarize that. I think that's kind of some examples of what I would consider for those buckets. Okay. All right. So there's a great article that the 10 speed team wrote. I think it was last year about content decay. And I'm going to include a link to it in the show notes and in the description box below. But just Thank for you. the audience's sake, what is content decay exactly? How would you describe it? Yeah, so the um, the phrase decay or the the word decay within that phrase is, mm-hmm. I think, an important one because um, most people would understand. You know, if you have a say a blog post that's generating a uh, hundred clicks a month um, mm-hmm. and that drops to ten, uh, you're going to notice that. Like, it's a pretty sharp drop. Like, hey, what happened? Um, I mean, likely, unless you have like a million visits a month, then you may not notice that drop. But Mm -hmm. um, a sharp drop is very noticeable, um, but that's not typically what happens with uh, traffic and performance of content. And so the decay in content is essentially you published, uh, again, say a blog post, like you published this blog post um, a year ago and it, you know, took a little while, built up, and then it was pretty consistently performing at a certain level. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then over time, that started to go back down. Uh, and there are a number of reasons for why that happens, but ultimately there's kind of a natural life cycle for content, which is getting it started. And there's sort of a growth traction, but then it eventually sort of plateaus. And then the last, uh, stage being decay where it does start to decline, mm-hmm. uh, where you have less rankings, you're getting less traffic. And then ultimately that's leading to less 
engagement, less conversions. And then what should you do when you're noticing content decay? Should you automatically say, oh, okay, I need to delete this, this content and just keep um, putting more effort and more emphasis into new content? What should you do? Uh, yeah, great question. So the, uh, I think often the, the problem with decay is that there's too much attention on just creating new content mm -hmm. um, that over time you start to, um, if you're not paying attention, you have some of that decay happening under the surface and it's sort of working against the progress you're trying to make ultimately with new content. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, first of all, just looking at total traffic coming in is not typically going to identify much. And so it really does uh, require a regular cadence, typically recommend at least quarterly, uh, if not as much as you know monthly, um, mm -hmm. where you're actually looking, you know, a bit more at the post level performance of your content and maybe looking at the last three months versus the three months before or some sort of mm -hmm. comparison period to easily see um, anything that has been declining and start to then really go one by one and look at um, what that is. So you can evaluate it in some tools. You can actually go look at the top terms that it ranks for that are that are losing the traffic and actually go search that and look at those um, SERPs and evaluate it and see who's ranking better than you, like why, what do they have you don't. Because um, it really comes down to um, search intent alignment. So your content just may no longer be aligned with what ultimately people are looking for when they search that. Mm -hmm. um, you may have just external competition, just the people that are doing better and more optimized and, and generating better results. Uh, you can have internal competition, which is within the universe of what you write about. You've kind of written too many pieces that are a bit too overlapping and they compete with each other. And so it's kind mm -hmm. of bringing it all down. Um, and, you know, a couple other factors there, but really need to understand what's going on behind it to know what to then do. Because um, sometimes it's, if it's no longer relevant, you may just completely prune that and you say, yes, it's losing traffic, but like, we don't care because that's, you know, our old positioning or unrelated mm -hmm. blog posts. Um, but then outside of that, you're either, you know, refreshing or expanding the piece or potentially consolidating multiple pieces are kind of the most common uh, solutions to that. Okay. And my final question, what tips would yeah. you give for effective content maintenance? Top three tips. Yeah, I would say, um, if you kind of roll in the stuff we just talked about with content decay mm -hmm. into all of that, um, yeah, I would say that the tip there was like, I'll, I'll call it one tip. Um, but it's like review it on a regular basis and analyze each post on its own to really understand what's needed. Um, mm -hmm. cause it's rarely sort of a, a blanket solution for all posts that are declining. Um, so I'd say that's one tip. Uh, the second would be, um, the, a little bit of what I was saying around like collaboration and prioritization, like really just mm -hmm. having a, a pretty clear plan for, mm -hmm how to approach it and that you are in general. I think that, um, you know, there's, it's not like back when folks had to put out a, I mean, obviously people still do, but uh, it was more common to put out, you know, print publications, whether that was a book or magazine or anything like that. And there was 
certainly much more of a need to have it buttoned up and finalized and everything. And so um, I think that we now, for a lot of content, live in an opportunity in an era where we have the opportunity to update stuff as mm-hmm. necessary and, and make it better. Uh, and so just making sure that you have that plan, as I said, that has includes prioritization and collaboration with your team to know um, that we're not going to just create it, put it up there and leave it, but we're really going to commit to uh, going back regularly, regularly and looking at it and understanding how can we make this better, more relevant, um, any of that. And then the third tip I would say is... Um, I would say just make sure you're doing it um, within the context of the right goals. So similar again to, to what I mentioned, but like, um, you know, not every blog post is going to generate leads and revenue like mm-hmm. directly from that as a landing page. Um, you know, similar with a lot of other uh, podcasts and videos and things like that. And so just make sure that as you're maintaining or deciding um, what to do with certain things that you really kind of have the right context and measurement for uh, the metrics and also just sort of internally how things are uh, valued and, and understood. Those are excellent tips, Nate. And I really hope that the audience is, is paying keen attention because that, that last point is so important. Sometimes we put a lot of weight on content to produce immediate results when yep. that that's not necessarily the case depending on the type of content that you're creating and as you said the goals and the strategic objectives for that particular piece so that's very very yep. important to note Nate thank you so much for being here I appreciate you taking the time and I'm sure my audience learned something from this quick podcast episode how can people reach out to you and your team if they want to hire 10 speed yeah uh yeah thanks for having me I uh, for 10 speed, you can find us at 10 speed.io and mm-hmm. that would be the easiest way to reach out. Uh, and you can certainly connect with me directly as well. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, username is Nate Turner one, the number one at the end. Um, mm-hmm. and also Twitter at NP Turner. Awesome. Thank you so yeah. much, Nate. Great. Thanks, Christine. <laughs> Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs>